If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our spouse will be right. Our relationship with our kids are gonna be right. Our life is all about relationships. But we have to first make sure our relationship with God is right. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to continue talking about God wants to give you a fresh start. Aren't you glad that we serve a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and every day can be a new day, and every day can be a, another day that, that He can uh, use us, and we can only do that when we're humble before Him and when we're uh, being a servant, and and He can do incredible things with people that are just saying, here, here am I, Lord, just use me, send me, and today we're going to talk about how we can have a fresh start in relationships. I'm going to give you several, I call it the six most important words that you can use to make sure that you have a good relationship. We're going to cover some of those, and I think you'll find those helpful and interesting. And also just some real basic biblical principles that will make sure you have a an amazing 2024. Right before we get into that, let me remind you that InGrace has a television program. I call it where adventure and faith meet, where we go somewhere, we show you something incredible, something fun, something something adventurous, but then we tie it into a truth that we know from the Word of God. And if you'd like to watch In Grace Television, we're broadcast every Wednesday night on TBN. That's the Trinity Broadcasting Network, the most watched Christian network in the country. But we're also on YouTube for free all the time, anytime, and on Roku. So if you're on YouTube or Roku, just search for in grace there. You can subscribe to our channel and get alerts and like the videos and more people will hear the gospel through in grace television. And I encourage you to watch in grace sometime soon. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com for more information. If you see a man grab a woman's old woman's person, run away. We all know that that's wrong, Right? So we have this sense of right and wrong. So God can't just wink at sin, I'm love, I'm mercy, I'm grace, and just don't worry about it, you're fine. No, because his, his righteousness burns against sin and rebellion, and it has to. If it didn't, we would live in an awful world. We would live in a world perpetually that's full of violence and lust, and everyone's doing what is right in their own eyes, and that means that you're going to get whatever you want no matter who you hurt. That's not a world that I want to live in perpetually. It's a world that we, we do live in today. But God, but God who is rich in mercy, God who is love, okay, here's, here's how God's holiness and God's love came together in an amazing way. Look at the second half of verse 9 of 1 John 4. Because that God, here it is, sent this is an action. God the Father sent his only begotten Son, that is Jesus, the Son, into the world. This is the way that God was going to reconcile his holiness and his love, and it met on the cross when his Son was nailed to the cross. Okay, His Son was perfect and holy and righteous. He did incredible things. He was a man of compassion, right? 
He was actually accused. Well, he's, he's eating with sinners. Jesus hanging out with people of ill repute. Well, why? Because he cares about our problems. He cares about our souls. And so he came and he healed and he helped and he showed a great example. But that's not why he came. He came to meet God's righteousness, God's holiness, God's justice with his love, his grace, and his mercy. And that met on the cross. That met on the cross. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. If you want to have a fresh start, you need to learn how to live through him. Okay. Now, that verse continues. 1 John 4, verse 10. Herein is love. Okay, here it is. If you really want to understand God, if you really want to understand life, Herein is love, not that we love God. Apart from God and his action of sending his son, we could never find hope. We could never please God. We could never earn eternal life. We wouldn't even try to earn eternal life. But God sent his son, herein is love, not that we love God. This is such an important sentence right here. But that he loved us. He sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You say, what in the world does propitiation mean? Well, listen, this is a word that's a very important, profound word. I'm showing you a picture of the Ark of the Covenant. You say, why in the world would you show a picture of the Ark of the Covenant to explain propitiation? God demonstrating his love. God loved us. Before we loved him, Jesus became a propitiation for our sin. What is that? Right here on the Ark of the Covenant, on the top of the lid, between the two angels, the two cherubim, once a year was to be poured blood, the sacrifice of the Day of Atonement. And that is a propitiation. It actually has... The, the English word translated from the Greek word translated from the Hebrew all has a connection to the mercy seat. This is called the mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant's lid. The place where God's wrath, God's righteousness, God's anger was satisfied by that annual blood sacrifice. Now that was just a picture of a final sacrifice that would come and there's a real Ark of the Covenant in heaven, we know in Revelation, the temple, the tabernacle, all of the items there were, were replicas of items that are real in heaven. The blood of Jesus poured on the altar, the innocent, perfect human sacrifice was poured on the altar, mercy seated, propitiation. It's basically the idea of providing an atonement since we could not save ourselves and God loves us, but his anger has to be satisfied. His holiness has to be satisfied. He put his anger, his wrath upon his son for our sins. His son died. His blood was shed. He rose again for he's alive. But the, the final ultimate atoning sacrifice, the propitiation was put on the mercy seat for you. Okay. Now, because of that, because of that, God's mercy is renewed toward us every day. If this hadn't happened, we would not have that. And we would just be people on our way to hell. Now, the solution 
for God to satisfy his anger, his wrath against sin. God said, if I punish man for his sin, he will go to hell forever. If I don't punish man for his sin, my justice is never satisfied. So what he did was to show his love, to show his mercy, to show his grace, but to also satisfy his holiness, he put our sins upon his son. The solution of God was to send his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Okay, let's look at 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Here is the key. Here is the answer, okay? If you want a fresh start, and we're gonna go into this in detail next time, but I'm gonna give you the, the surface understanding of it today. It's all about your relationship with God. First, you need to be saved. How? By putting your faith in Jesus, not in your religion, not in a church or priest or pastor, not in some sort of a regimen of work or ritual, but you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God who died on the cross for your sins and rose again. It's that simple. You believe that Jesus died for you and rose again, you're saved. Immediately, you're saved. Now, if I want to have a, a proper relationship with God, I need to love him and I need to love other people, okay? So let me just say this. If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our spouse will be right. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our kids are gonna be right. Okay, it's that simple. If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our family is going to be right. If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our neighbors are going to be right. If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our boss is going to be right. You say, oh, I'd like to see that. Well, try it. If our relationship with God is right, our relationship with our coworkers will be right. Our life is all about relationships. But we have to first make sure our relationship with God is right. And then from that will flow a way of making sure that we have the relationships we need, we want with those around us. Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, InGrace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand With Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand With Israel poster. That's right. With your generous gift to InGrace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 today. Together, we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Let me tell you this. When God created us, in Genesis we read about, like, why, why did God create us? Why, why are we here? Well, the reason is written in the Bible, you know, Genesis 1 and 2 is talking about creation. 
Three is talking about our fall, but three also gives us a clue of why we're here. Because it says that Adam and Eve would normally walk with God in the garden. So that gives us a clue. The reason we were created, the reason that we're here is to have a relationship with God, to have fellowship with God. When you're walking with someone, and I don't know about you, but, but Karen and I really love to go on walks, and we'll try to go every day a couple miles or, or whatever. We go on walks, and while you're walking with someone, see, when you're running together, you can't talk because you're out of breath, right? That's why I, I think running is terrible. Walking, you can talk, you can have a conversation, try to not, not have your, your phone on or at least keep it in your pocket and you're talking and you're walking and there's a, there's a sweet fellowship. You're noticing things. You're pointing out things. Karen and I look for deer. We look for squirrels. It's just a pleasant thing to do. You're walking along and, and you're having that fellowship, that communion, that intimate relationship with the other person. That's why we're here, to do that with God to have that close relationship. And if your relationship with him is right, everything else, you can eventually get right in your life. But it has to be the relationship with him first. That's why we're here, okay? Now, we're going to jump over to Ephesians chapter two. We've already been there, but we're gonna end there as well. In Ephesians chapter two, we're gonna pick up again in verse five. It says, even when we were dead in sin, so we're going back to the way that this chapter started, we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, now you know what that word means, it means what? Made alive, quickened us, made us alive, together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, okay? So we were dead in sins, we were made alive with Christ, by grace, we are saved. So how? It's when we put our faith in Christ. Christ is the word that means Messiah. If you say Christ, you're saying Messiah, okay? Salvation's by grace. And then it says in verse six, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is the relationship that you now have with your Messiah, with Jesus with Christ. We are literally sitting together in heavenly places. I love that. I love the idea of that. That's your position. That's how saved you are, right? You're, you're actually sitting in heavenly places with Christ because of his resurrection, our faith in him. We are, in essence, resurrected in newness of life. And then in verse 7, in Ephesians 2, it says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. We already read about the richness of his mercy. We're talking about the riches of his grace, and it says the ages to come. How many ages are there to come? Lots and lots and lots. It's an eternal time period. So in the ages to come, he's going to show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. This is the, the whole purpose of us being here, is for God to showcase who he is and his love and his mercy and his grace. His mercies are new every morning. His compassions don't fail. 
Great is thy faithfulness. You see how that passage in the Old Testament ties in so beautifully with this passage in the New Testament? There's an incredible continuity across thousands of years by many different authors, all guided by the Spirit of God to give us the Scripture. And then the verses that we love so much explain eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace are ye saved, saved from what? Saved from hell, through what? Faith, and that not of yourselves. See, this is where most people get it wrong. You look at all world religions, including supposed Christianity, and it's us trying to, by ritual, by sacrifice, by offering, by prayer, three times a day, five times a day, facing one way or the other, earn eternal life, earn paradise, earn nirvana. The Bible says you cannot, therefore you're saved through faith. It's by grace that you're saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is what? The gift of God. If you want to have a fresh start, if you want to have a proper relationship with God, you have to start here. You're dead in trespasses and sins. You're walking to the court in the course of this world. You're basically doing whatever the prince of the power of the air tells you to do. But God, but God changed all that by meeting his holiness, his righteousness, and his justice with his grace, his love, and his mercy at the cross. And Jesus died for our sins and rose again. And if we, by faith, put our trust in him, not of ourselves, we are accepting this, what, gift, okay? A gift is something that you give, it's free. If you pay for a gift, it's not a gift. If you work for a gift, it's not a gift. If you take a gift back, it's not a gift. A gift is free, no strings attached, and it's forever, okay? And then verse nine says, not of works, lest any man should boast. You cannot get to heaven by works. If you could, then the death of Jesus would have been a waste, no, you can't do it. No one's going to stand there in heaven and boast about the fact that, that you did your part or you did your good works and, and you deserve to be there. None of us will deserve to be there. But by the grace of God, and that's uh, us receiving God's grace, God's mercy, and God's love by faith in his dear son, Jesus. And then once that happens, now we can have the relationship with God that we need to have, and that's a daily walk. That's a daily dependence on him. It's a daily reading of scripture. It's a daily communication with prayer to have this relationship that's strong with God, and that's gonna flow down to those that are around us. In verse 10 in Ephesians 2, it says, for we are his workmanship. This is after salvation. This is the point of good works. We are his workmanship. In other words, he's going to be using us to do something great that can show his glory and his love and his mercy and his, his uh, uh, grace and love to the world. We're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The Bible says that when, when we put our trust in Christ, we are in him. We're seated in the heavenlies with Christ. We're in him and he's in us through the spirit of God. So we're created in Christ Jesus unto Good works, good works do have a place, not for salvation, not to stay saved, but because we are saved, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This is the walk, the daily walk with Christ. And if you can get that right, first be saved and then walk with Christ, all of your relationships 
will be the way that God has intended them to be. Now, there are ornery people in this world. There's ornery neighbors and ornery coworkers and ornery spouses. Uh, there's just ornery people, but we still need to do right. We need to do what's right. Sometimes in life, we're, my wife and I are talking or our pastors and I are talking and we're trying to decide what to do. And I say, listen, we just gotta do right. No matter what the other person does or doesn't do, don't worry about that. Just do right. And we can, we can figure out what is right by his word. And having that close walk with the Lord, he'll, he'll help us. That's, that's the idea of the walk is we're with him and we can bounce things off him. We can ask for his advice. We can say, Lord, this, this person I'm living with that I married and I once loved, I just don't understand them anymore, right? But, but he can give us insight. He can help us. He can guide us in the, in the, the trickinesses of the relationships that we, that we have in this sin-cursed world. And by the way, one day, all of those problems will be gone because those that have received Christ by, by faith, you will no longer have the old nature. That's in heaven. But while we're on this earth, it's still something that we'll have to figure out. But that's only going to be achieved by walking with the Lord on a daily basis. So let me ask you the question. Do you want a fresh start? I think we all do. We know it's available. We know a God is a God of mercy, God of grace. Have you received that? grace? Have you received uh, his, his love? It's amazing what he's done for us. Let's just realize that uh, he paid for our sins on the cross and rose again. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but Jesus was perfect. He had no sin. Jesus paid for our sin. He took upon himself our sin on the cross. When God's holiness was, was met by his love, at the same time, Jesus died for our sins and rose again. And he says, if you'll believe in me, you have everlasting life. In other words, you're in the hand of God. How do you get in the hand of God? You believe. You put your hand of faith in his hand. You trust in him. And when you do, the Bible says that you won't perish, but have everlasting life. The gospel is so amazing. And that's really how we can have a fresh start. When we believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose again, when we trust in him, the Bible says that we will not perish but have everlasting life. And then we can begin this journey of faith, uh, just walking with him, following him, listening to him, and allowing him to live through us through the spirit of God. And if you have questions about eternal life, please contact us right now. 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, by the way, just leave us a voicemail. We'll call you back. You can also go to our website anytime. That's ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. We would love to hear from you. And on our website are more great resources that will help you understand eternal life and the faith life, the walk with Jesus Christ. We also want to remind you that In Grace is coming to you, and we're going to be in Arizona in about a month in the Phoenix area. We would love to get to know those of you that are from Phoenix and the surrounding areas there in Arizona. February 3rd, it's a free event called Gather in Grace. We don't have a lot of tickets left. You can get them for free at our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. We also want to continue to stand with Israel and the Jewish people. And I would love to send you a free bookmark. It says, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people. There's a star of David with original artwork. It's absolutely beautiful on the back of the bookmark. Genesis 12, 3, I will bless them that bless thee. 
Get this bookmark. It's absolutely free, and you can show your solidarity with God's earthly people, the one that brought us Jesus and the scriptures. Stand with them, and God will bless you. If you give us a gift of any amount, we're also going to send you a poster that says, I stand with the Jewish people, and Genesis 12, 3 is on there, 8 by 10. You can put this up somewhere at work or at school. Uh, Put this up on the fridge, anywhere you can to let people know that you stand with Israel. And again, the posters for a gift of any amount, the bookmark is free. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or anytime at ingraceradio.com. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand with Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand with Israel poster. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace reach more people with the clear gospel, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.